This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Iceland's Sigurós has released their first album in seven years. It's an orchestral album featuring a Paris-based orchestra and an Icelandic-based chamber choir. It sounds completely different from anything that we have done. And it's probably completely different from anything that we will ever do again. But it's, at the same time, it's also completely different from anything I've heard before. That's Sigurós bassist Georg Holm. Well, you can sometimes hear Sigurós's signature style with frontman Janzi with his whale-like vocals while playing an electric guitar with a bow instead of a pick. Much of this project sounds like something from the medieval times. The album is called Odin's Raven Magic. It's based off of a poem in Norse mythology. Sigurós first started working on this project nearly a decade ago, after they were approached by a man named Hilmar Orn Hilmarsson. He basically leads an Icelandic Norse mythology church. He approached the ambient rock band to collaborate on this piece. I caught up with Sigurós bassist Georg Holm to talk about the project. It's a pretty powerful poem uh, about sort of the, the end of the world. And uh, yeah, he, he basically he came to us and said we should we should do music to this poem, which is like a really crazy idea. And and we thought, well, obviously this is epic, so this needs like a orchestra and this needs a choir. But at the same time, we thought, um, you know, we should we should uh, feel free with a with a format and and, and just uh, you know add the rock and roll element of Seros here and there. Uh, uh, we should we should have uh, you know maybe some electronica if, if we like to do that which we did um, but I, I guess the sort of centerpiece of the whole thing was uh, when we went for a visit to a, a local artist here in Iceland he, well he lives in he doesn't live in Reykjavik but he, he lives just outside of Reykjavik basically about an hour hour and a half away and uh, he had created this uh, marimba made out of stones that he just uh, found basically it's not manipulated stones in any way they're not cut or, or manipulated to make them sound uh, like they sound but they just naturally have this sound to them and he, he basically walked around his his land uh, and uh, and picked up these stones and, and tried to figure out if they were in the correct key and basically created a perfectly pitched stone marimba so that became sort of the centerpiece of the whole thing most of the ideas come from little riffs or, uh, or rhythms or something that we created on the marimba. So tell me a little bit more of this poem. So it was, was it part of like basically a religious work? Was it a religious poem? I mean, I, I guess that's a, that's a good question and a difficult question to answer. Um, I mean, the, the Eddas are in a way a religious thing. I mean, it is about the it is about Odin and Thor and all that. But it depends on how you interpret um, these texts. And at least in my opinion, um, well, basically any religion, I, w- I would say the same. But especially with with uh, Norse mythology and all that is is that you interpret things like uh, you know just the god Thor is. Um, 
he's basically just a metaphor for uh, earth and, and nature and, 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 and weather and things like that. Uh, Odin is the wisdom, but he is also the anchor in people. He is he is the god of war, basically. There's, I think uh, Norse mythology and its texts is uh, all metaphors for uh, us human beings and, and nature and and they're basically teaching how you know how we are flawed and um, you know even the gods are flawed they keep dying but keep being bring, brought back you know from death and and they're always you know like Loki he's he is the mischievous guy who is always making a mistake but in the end he is always the one that fixes it but he, he is the flawed human being he, he always makes the mistakes but he still you know fixes them so I guess in a way the, the Eddas are a religious text but you should read them like they are um, I guess words to live by <laughs> rather than yeah. um, you know it's, it's not uh, they're not you shouldn't take them literally basically and the, the, this poem uh, Odin's Raven Magic is basically it's about a feast that the gods are having but also realizing that it is the end of the world uh, the world is literally coming to an end and everything is coming to an end not only the world it's it's all the worlds because in, in Norse mythology there are more than one world it's uh, Yggdrasil the tree and you have uh, Hel and you have all these different parts you know Valhalla and all, all these places on the tree um, and it's all coming to an end but at the same time uh, in Norse mythology Ragnarök which most people pro- probably know that word Ragnarök but it comes from Norse mythology is it, it is about the end of the world but every end brings a new beginning uh, and that's what Ragnarök means it it it's it is an end but it's also a beginning so it, it although Ragnarök is a sad thing and everyone thinks like oh no it's the end of the world it's not really it's it's it, what it is talking about is that something ends and then something new begins. Because I was reading, you know, some people interpreted the poem as kind of like this apocalyptic warning. And and some people are saying, you know, it, it shed light to, to what we're seeing in the world today. Would you agree with that? Like, based on this poem, Odin's Raven's Magic, like, is there anything in this poem that talks about, you know, the end of the world that we're seeing today, whether that be climate change or, or whatever? Uh, no, absolutely. And I think, I mean, the, the person that understands this poem the best is Hilmar, obviously, being also the... the, the sort of uh, the head of the Icelandic Ausotru, uh, which is the Norse mythology church, if you want to call it that, uh, in Iceland. When we wrote this, it was it was a, a critical time in Iceland where there was a lot of talk about climate change and how we, uh, were, how we in Iceland were, you know, damming a lot of places, um, you know, putting on humongous dams to, to make power plants. But the power plants weren't really made for creating energy for households. They were they were created for creating electricity for uh, aluminium plants rather than rather than just normal people. And it was it was a lot of discussion and it was quite heated. And uh, you know, and we took part in that. We went up to one of these places called Karanjukur, where where the, probably the biggest dam in Iceland is is built. And we we played the show there just out in nature. 
and you know the few people that came there. I mean, obviously it's up in the highlands; it's far away from everything. But that place is now just underwater. So, um, uh, and and you know, I think it it fits really well into today's society as well. I mean, I think it's really fitting. I mean, we, yeah, climate change is coming rapidly. We can feel it really, really well here in Iceland, and and anyone that denies it is just unbelievably ignorant i would have to say just come to iceland to see it i mean our glaciers are just disappearing and you know there was even uh, recently there was a put up a, a like a plaque commemorating or or or, or in memoriam basically uh, of one of our glaciers that has completely disappeared it's just gone now it's just a bit of piece of rock now and obviously i mean the covid thing you know covid-19 i mean that's that's another sort of ap- apocalyptic thing that's happening you know, we we need to uh, we need to take care of uh, each other and, and and the planet. So I think that's I think it's quite fitting that this album is coming out now these days. Yeah, how is Iceland doing right now with with COVID? You know, I know a lot of your economy is based on tourism, and that kind of came to a halt. I know, you know, like for example, I think Iceland Airwaves, the music festival, was supposed to happen this year, and that has changed dramatically. And how is Iceland doing? You know, with with the you know kind of restrictions on travel and just the coronavirus pandemic. I think it's sort of double sided. I think I think uh, in, on the first hand, it's uh, we're doing well. I mean, we're, we're it's all on the way down. We're, we have we trusted our scientists, not politicians, um, <laughs> even though we involved the, the politicians, obviously. But it was it was the scientists that sort of sort of led the way. Um, and it's been you know obviously we've had like three waves of of COVID, but. You know, just like yesterday, uh, I, th- I think it was only like four people that, that were found, you know, uh, that were infected, but also they were all in, 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 in uh, quarantine. So it didn't really matter. Uh, so it, it's going well on that hand. I mean, obviously, I'm crossing fingers and, and, and I, I, you, we can't really celebrate victory yet. You know, obviously not. But obviously, there are also vaccines coming soon and things like that. But... On the other hand, yes. I mean, Iceland, uh, there was a big boom in, in tourism. And, and, and you know, it, it's it's quite sad seeing uh, a lot of, you know, uh, I mean, even just friends that have restaurants and things like that. You know, they, they've had to close down. But it seems like most people are, are figuring things out, uh, finding new ways to do this. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, like, you know, home delivery now instead, which wasn't that common in Iceland. I mean... It's. I mean, Reykjavik is small, so it's it's not that hard to to just drive to the restaurant, pick up takeaway. But there's a, a almost you know even fine dining restaurants offering to send the chef to your house. I mean, obviously it's quite expensive, but you can do that, which is just clever. I think you know you have the whole experience in your house. You can, you know, um, people are figuring out ways. Also with music, I mean. That's a difficult one. Uh, we we can't have concerts really. I mean, there there are restrictions on them. You can have some sort of concerts, but they're very restricted. So it's rather difficult. But people are figuring out ways, like selling tickets online. So they just perform in in a venue, but there's no audience. But you just buy a ticket online. You just watch it in your living room, which is which is clever. I think you know there, you know there's this thing you know we say in Iceland uh, I kind of hate saying this but you know I don't know if you've heard this before but we have the saying is uh, you know it, it's like uh, it'll be okay uh, I think people are just figuring out ways to to cope um, I think in some ways and maybe people will hate me saying for it there are also 
positives regarding the tourism in Iceland. There are, I guess, some uh, maybe some companies here and there that needed to be taken out anyway. That you know, there's a lot of greed in the tourism sort of industry as well. But um, also that recently I, I was driving uh, outside in the countryside with my wife, and, and we we decided to stop somewhere. We were just you know for no reason at all. We just well, we just uh, let's stop here. There are no cars on the road. There's no basically no tourists, nothing. And we just stopped the car and had a little walk. And I just noticed one thing. There was um, I don't know uh, you know there, there's this thing called desire paths, which is <laughs> which is basically. Uh, where uh, you know people walk, even though there's not a pathway, that people just walk there and it becomes like a path because people walk there because it's the shortest route to somewhere. <laughs> and uh, it was really interesting to see that they were becoming overgrown again. So nature was claiming back, you know, itself. So uh, in some ways, in Iceland, it's a good thing that nature is getting a rest in, in, in some ways. Um, so I, I found that quite... Uh, interesting and moving in a way <laughs> yeah that's amazing so my final question um kexp's tagline is where the music matters and so i'm curious from your perspective why do you believe that music matters well yeah okay um definitely music matters i i think I think the world would definitely be a poorer place if there wasn't music. Um, I think music matters because it not only holds uh, fond memories for people; it holds, uh, you know, of 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 people or times. Uh, it also it, the the fun of discovering something new and and really loving it. The feeling people get, even the feeling that people get when they hear something they really don't like, I think that's amazing. That you can create, uh, you know, feelings within people with music that, you know, they would love something, they would hate something. It would be like, oh, that's the song I got married to or, oh, that that's the music where my daughter was, you know, when my daughter was born or, or you know, oh, that was the music that was played in my, you know, someone's funeral or, or things like that. It, it, it holds uh, memories and feelings. Um, you know, you, you can even sometimes smell it. You know, <laughs> you will have a memory of a place or something and a song and you, you can smell the food that you were eating at the same time or something like that. But it's also, I think, uh, you know, I, I think all art has has meaning and um, I think um, it's often forgotten how, you know, civilizations are built on art. And, you know, this is what archaeologists study when they study lost civilizations. That That is what they find. That's the only thing that's, that can give clues on what civilization was. It w it's the art that's created within a civilization, and I think uh, I think that's why music, for one, is is a really really important art form. Beautifully said. Well, I've been speaking with Jörg Holm. He is Sigurosa's bassist. We've been talking about their latest album. It's called Odin's Raven Magic. Thank you so much for chatting today. I think, thanks for having me.
That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.